Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Lydia, oh Lydia, say, have you met Lydia? Lydia, the tattooed lady. She has eyes that men adore so, and a torso even more so. Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia. Oh Lydia, the queen of tattoo. On her back is the Battle of Waterloo. Beside it, the wreck of the Hesperus, too. I'd love to let that whole thing play out. I love Groucho Marx, and the man who knows more about Groucho, who sometimes is Groucho, which we can explain, Frank Ferrante is here. Hi, Frank. Good morning, Steve. Hello, I must be going. Nice to hear you. (laughs) I cannot stay. I'd like to stay, but I must be going. You must be going. (laughs) That's the one. What a great way to... I love hearing Groucho first thing in the morning. Well, that's first thing for me as a stage actor. No problem. I'm glad for you you got up so early to do this, and there's so much to talk about. You're in a show in Chicago, which we'll talk about in a moment, but since we began with Groucho, Marks, it turns out you knew Groucho and happened to be very close to his family. That's true. That's true. I uh, Well, I knew him in... in in that I was a, a fan from the time I was nine years old, and that's been some time now. And I did meet him when I was a boy, and that was a life-changing moment. Um, and my father took me to see Groucho Marx appear live, and Groucho was just short of his 86th birthday in Los Angeles. Uh, Groucho was promoting a book, and my dad took the day off of work, and uh, there, it was an incredible, incredible day. Groucho showed up about three hours late, and... I was ready to see my superhero comedian, Groucho, the great Groucho. Uh, he finally shows up, and I, I follow Groucho to the podium, Steve, like a, like a uh, duckling. <laughs> and uh, he starts to mumble through the first part of this presentation. And he's going, can you hear me out there? Can you hear me out there? No one can hear him. And then finally someone asked the question, Groucho, are you making any new Marx Brothers movies? And he looked at the, uh, at the woman and said, no. I'm answering stupid questions. <laughs> and the audience went crazy. So he went from almost keeling over to being the brash, irreverent Groucho that we love. A woman asked him, Groucho, what do you dream about? And he looked at her and said, not you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and everyone lost it. But yes, I, be, I uh, was a, a fan of Groucho and became a great fan of, of vintage comedy and comedy in general. Now I'm fortunate enough to be a purveyor myself. And his family uh, saw me perform in a one-man show about Groucho Marx in 1985 at the University of Southern California. And Arthur Marx, Groucho's son, who was a playwright, hired me right out of USC. And I'm still doing that show 38 years later. So the show <laughs> where you Chicago play recently, right? The show you play Groucho, and I hope you do it again in Chicago. But uh, how did you come to be so close with both his kids? Arthur, the son, Melinda, I think the daughter's name. It's, yeah, it's one of them. Miriam is the oldest daughter who uh, I became close okay. with. So, yes, Arthur and, Mel- and Miriam. And, and how, well, did they, that, how did that happen? Well, they were at the performance on the USC campus, and Arthur already had a, a play about his dad 
in which Groucho was portrayed from age 15 to 85. So you took Groucho through those early years in films like Animal Crackers and Duck Soup, and then in the 30s, and then went through the 1950s with You Bet Your Life. Welcome, welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the cigarette white and provide an extra $100. It's a common white, something you see every day. George, bring out the next contestants. And um, so I, you know, and then all the way to up to his his 80s. So I was playing the Groucho Marx from the Carnegie Hall concert. He, he sounded a little more like this. First, I would like to take a bow for Hoppo and Trico. And so I played, I ended up, he hired me for this show. I, the show had been tooling around with Gabe Kaplan in the early 80s. And, right. uh, and Arthur wanted to take it to New York. So here I was, a 22-year-old kid, and he said to me, Frank, if I ever do another show about my father, I'd like to use you. So within a year, I was off-Broadway at the Lucille Hortel Theater portraying Groucho Marx uh, in 1986 and 87. And then that show, that performance moved on to London's West End. Which is, yeah, that's amazing. And you're still, yeah, and you're still doing it today. It turns out Groucho is still a thing today. PBS is about to premiere a series of of specials or something to that effect. Steve Dale, back with you. I can't talk that fast. I try to. At 819 on WGN. And I'm talking to Frank Ferrante, who is starring right now at this very moment. Well, not at this very moment. Uh, but he is starring in Chicago at Cabaret Zazu at the Cambria Hotel, 32 West Randolph Street. But he periodically plays Groucho. And we're talking about this in part because there's a TV special that we'll talk about in a second, uh, which you are, what, producer, co-producer, Frank? That's right. I'm an associate producer on an American Masters, a PBS American Masters program called Groucho and Cabot. All right, I want I want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a moment. I'm interrupting you, but you'll be, I think, pleased with why I'm interrupting you. It's a text which reads, and I quote, Frank Ferrante is a national treasure, one of the best performers in the world. True. This is not his mother. <laughs> that is actually the text here that I just read, and several texts asking questions about the Marx Brothers, including one, I want to know more about Chico. (laughs) So it was Harpo, Chico, Groucho, and for a time, I guess, Zeppo. Can you talk briefly about each of them? For those who never saw a Marx Brothers movie, maybe what they were like on stage or in the movies, but then what they were like personally. Right. Well, you know, they're arguably the funniest comedy team of all time. Groucho, arguably the funniest comedian that the country produced. Groucho, uh, they grew up in poverty in uh, in New York, in the Upper East Side. And um, their uncle was a, was a performer, was a vaudevillian. Gall- his name was Al Sheen of Gallagher and Sheen. Mm-hmm. And their mother was a stage mother. And the mother, Minnie, figured if her brother Al Sheen could make it in show business, so could her... So could her delinquent sons. So she put them uh, on the road. Groucho was on the road performing when he was 14 years old. And now as a father, as a teenager, I realized uh, how, how traumatic that must have been for a young Groucho whose name was Julius. And he never made it past the sixth grade, Steve, and he was self-educated. He kept a dictionary in his car, in his glove compartment. Uh, his son Arthur told me uh, was always working on his vocabulary, was a voracious reader. That was his... That was his. He was self-taught. He was not a didact, and and um, and so he was very dutiful. 
And um, he, his brother Chico, on the other hand, uh, Leonard, uh, was a gambler and and uh, was known for his his womanizing a bit. But mostly his gambling is what caused issues. But he was a very charismatic figure. Chico, of course, being the Italian accented piano playing member and Groucho, the wisecracking, mustachioed, loping member of this team. Uh, and so Chico was the fascinating one. We probably know the least about Chico uh, because uh, his life, in a way, was led furtively. He he was amongst gangsters. You know, the uh, it may be ap- uh, apocryphal, but apparently when Bugsy Siegel was shot, they found Chico's check in Bugsy Siegel's wallet. Wow. And Groucho's, Groucho said, it's a good thing they shot Chico. Uh, it's a good thing they shot. No, it's a good thing they shot Bugsy. Yeah. Chico's check would have bounced, and Bugsy would have shot Chico. Which uh, <laughs> so uh, that's a that's a Groucho story, uh, and he told apparently. Um, so so they were very different. So there was some tension uh, between the two of them, but they all loved each other. Uh, a book has just come out about Harpo uh, called um, uh, "Speaking of Harpo," and it's the memoir of Harpo's widow, Susan. Fleming Marx, which just came out. So there's a lot going on with the Marx Brothers right now. They and say what Har- made them interesting. I'm sorry. Yeah. They say that Harpo was the sweetest by far, and he wanted the. I'm getting this wrong, but you could fix this for me. The number of windows in his home to equal the number of children in his home, so he could look back at his home and see a child in every window. Yes, he was. He had four adopted. Children, he said. He wanted. He had a window. He had a yes. He had a window in the house for each for each kid. That's so he can. When he walked out the door, he could see them in the window. He was a very kindly person. Maybe the most grounded of of the group. Of course, he was an expert harpist and great uh, silent clown. Hmm. And they were all rambunctious and wild. And their humor represented the the anti-establishment. They would rip things apart. Big business and government and 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 the institutions of, of marriage and and he was they were they were antisocial and wonderful and as a kid I loved them but they that's I think what's part of the fascination for so many of us. So tell me about the TV that, before we run out of time here. Tell me about sure. the TV special. The TV special is American Masters. It's called Groucho and Cabot. It was produced by my good friend Robert Bader. It's on tonight on WTTW. At 10 p.m., and it's got great clips from the Cabot Show with Groucho. Groucho, who was making a comeback at that time. He's close to 80. And just at the same time, there are about 200 broadcasts of my one-man show happening around the country on PBS in tandem with it. So you can also see Frank Ferrante's Groucho on PBS, and, um, and which is amazing. So that's happening right now. There's a big influx of, of Marx mania happening, uh, and I'm very happy about it. And I get to carry on the tradition at Cabaret. Zazu, which is very interactive and improv-based, uh, the character I do at this variety show in the theater district. So I'm very excited. The good so good transition. Happened. So tell me about the show that you're in <laughs> right now in Chicago. Oh, there you have it. It's called Cabaret Zazu, and it is a wild variety show. And I am the comedy host, and there are acts from all over the world. Contortion, uh, juggling, singing, Contortionist? dancing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah so you have yeah, Paul Lisnick there, clearly, is a part of all this. What else have you got? Paul is, and he's doing well. He's younger than ever, by the way. I don't think yeah. so. So he's the contortionist. <laughs> what else have you got in the show? Uh, the contortionist is married to the juggler, so that you oh. can imagine all how that goes. I, I, I really, uh, I, I don't want to imagine how all that goes. The contortionist is married to the juggler. Yes. All right. He's Ukrainian. She's Mongolian. And so we have this international act 
we have uh, a five-person band. You know, we had the, our bass players uh, used to play for Aretha Franklin, and they're, wow. they're, they're top-notch. And there's a four-course meal, and it's right. You never know it was there. It's at the Cambria Hotel next to the Nederlander on the 14th, 15th, and 16th floor, which has been gutted and art-directed, and it's absolutely stunning. So it's a magical night of, of theater and comedy and dinner. So I get to do that at least through April and maybe longer, Steve, so get to see you there again. I hope so, and I hope you play Groucho again in Chicago. Uh, selfishly, because I missed it the first time around, I was out of the country. There is no one like, you know, when I get this text that you're one of the great entertainers, uh, there are several texts about you saying essentially the same thing, Frank, but I understand. It's absolutely true. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can see Frank in Cabaret Zazu at the Cambria Hotel, or tonight, watch Dick Cavett, Groucho Marx, and soon Frank Ferrante, his specials also airing on PBS. Thank you very much, Frank. Uh, it's my honor. Thanks, Steve. Have a great, great day. Okay. Goodbye. You must be Hello. going. I must be going. La la.